Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. It's the spot. Nothing better than a mouthful of dark bitter to revitalize the larynx. Ach, what's that then? Ah, it was a gift from the guildmaster, Alric Wrinkledraz. A rare dwarf ale. Too strong for most, especially you, Heinrich. But it just hits the spot for me. Ach, if it just hits the spot for you, Septimus, then I guarantee it's pure poison for the rest of us. I warn you, neophytes, don't touch that bottle. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, why don't we get back to it, eh? Let us speak of the first great journey of Odral the Devout. The journey to Albion. Ach, fine words there. Well, get on with it. It is the two great journeys of Odral that have provided all of the speculation and controversy within the cult of Manon that have both kept him on the cusp of beatification as the patron saint of navigation and cartography, but have also caused enough theological debate to prevent his supporters from sealing the deal. Uh, more on all that later, though. Mm. But first of all, let us begin here. Accounts of both Odral's two great journeys can be found in the famous manuscript, the Acta Nautica Ex Odralis, which is in fact an 11th century copy of the actual ship's logbook of Odral. I have, uh, well, not had the privilege of reading it myself, but Engler Brack did, and... She told me the following. Noon, and the first journey of Odral took him westwards, beyond the Middle Sea, to the mythical Isle of Albion. This, in itself, has sparked many of his harshest critics to proclaim everything in his logbook as lies, and Odral a charlatan, but uh, I have seen the charts and maps drawn by him, and its accuracy and attention to detail and consistency are, well, they all smack of an actual place. Ach, damn right it's an actual place. That's my home. Ah, yes, 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 yes. You've obviously convinced us of the reality of Albion, but I dare say we are in the tiniest of minorities here in the old world. Hmm, well, anyway, may I continue? Ach, yes, of course, Septimus. Please forgive my, uh, interruption there. 
afternoon. According to the logbook of Odral's first ship, the Iron Shield, they set out from Marienburg soon after the winter snows had thawed. Odral's mentor, the high priest of the Grand Temple, Adalbert the Younger, was sad to see him go, and so placed a number of powerful blessings upon the boat to keep his protégé safe, leading to great expectations for the voyage being held by many in the cult at the time. Things started well as Odoral and his crew sailed north-northwest in fine and clement weather and made rapid progress. But this did not last long, and the ship soon became engulfed by one of the worst storms to ever hit the waters there. It should have been sunk, as many others were at the time, but with Manan's protection, they survived only to find themselves lost in a roiling, endless sea fog, far off course. In this mist, they were assailed by unholy voices, saw distant sea monsters and whales with concerning frequency, and were even attacked by a pair of sea trolls who tore great chunks out of the hull. Ugh, now that is unlucky. We call them Shugons. They live in the deep sea, and they don't often come too close to the shallows where the mists around Albion hang. They, uh, they must have been really hungry to have done that. Aye, apparently they were. For they tore their way into the ship's kitchen, consumed both half the larder and the cook himself, before diving back into the sea, their bellies full and their appetites sated. By Ulrich's beard? But uh, did that not sink the ship? Ah, it should have done, as the storm should have done too. But... But the protection of the albatross had been placed upon the vessel by Adalbert the Younger when the boat had been launched from Marienburg. And it was this that saved the boat. Oh, what is this blessing of the albatross? Noon, a contemporary diary states that its writers saw Adalbert the Younger stand atop the iron shield whilst it was docked in Marienburg. Here, he prayed to Manon as he performed a complex invocation of protection. Upon completing the ritual, our onlooker saw an albatross descend from up high and begin to circle the ship. After the ship set sail, the albatross followed it wherever it went. Whilst the albatross was with them, the boat simply could not sink, irrespective of holes in its hull or being caught in a dangerous storm. It's worth saying, though, that, uh, well, although the ship couldn't sink, they still lost sailors to both the fury of the storm and those who fell through the holes in the hull and themselves drowned. Noon, the iron shield made its way along the eastern shoreline of Albion until it eventually made landfall somewhere on the southern coast. Here, Odral and his companions celebrated start growth on the beach before returning to Marienburg. Upon arriving at the port, the albatross 
left the ship and it duly sank where it dropped anchor, thankfully taking none of its crew with it though. And so that was the story of the first voyage of Odral the Devout. Now, before I say any more on the tale of Odral, I have a question for you, Cedric. Och, by all means, ask away. Well, you said that the name Odral was known to you back in Albion. Can you perhaps uh, tell us a little more? Och, indeed, I did hear the name Odral while in Albion, and I can tell you a little more, for it is quite a fascinating little tale that fits very nicely with what you've just told us, Master Tavern Keeper. <laughs> 